Hello, and welcome to Say Podcast and Die, the podcast that's normally about the Goosebumps books. But today it is about another exciting children's horror book series, Shiver and Fears, written by A.J. Hard. Which is me! It's you! Yeah! Yeah, so chill out, guys, because A.J. Hard is with Say Podcast and Die. We could really use some chill out right now. So Yeah, I think we all need that. <laughs> so, AJ, tell us a little bit about Shiver and Fears. Well, so when I started writing Shiver and Fears, I was still in high school. And I had read all 62 Goosebumps books. And I was like, I really want more. And one thing that just dawned on me was like, there's so many other scary things that he hasn't even talked about. Yeah. So um, that's when I started writing. That's when I started writing my own in um came up with um, new ideas. So like one of my ideas was called The Unlucky Charm. And that idea came to me one time when I was watching a cartoon. I was watching uh, Rescue Rangers from Disney Channel. And it was an episode where one of the characters had a lucky rabbit's foot. And one thing that one of the characters said was, well, it wasn't lucky for the rabbit. (laughs) It made me think about how, you know, if a rabbit lost his foot, he'd probably be ticked off. Yeah. So then I started making the story. Of, and I noticed that, like, rabbit's feet aren't really, like, the color of an actual rabbit. I started writing about a blue rabbit who was, like, very angry because he lost his foot. I love that. I feel like rabbit's feet, it's kind of a messed up concept. I like a good animal revenge story also. Yeah. So, like, you write for, like, kind of a middle grade audience, YA. What made you want to write yeah. for, for kids? When I first read Goosebumps, my first book was Let's Get Invisible. And it's like, after reading that, I was like, this is a very cool series. After I read that, I was like, I want more. So I looked it up and I saw like all these Goosebumps books. And I was like, it was even a TV series. I yeah. was like, when did that happen? <laughs> so um, after reading Goosebumps and all 62 and collecting like a whole bunch of R.L. Stein books, I was like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to write a scary story that everybody loves and enjoys. So I started like writing and when I first started writing, I was writing like probably little younger kid books. So like they were only a few pages. So I had to encourage myself to like expand my storyline. Yeah, the one of yours that you kindly gave us to read for today's episode, The Rules of Horror, was 100 pages, and there was a lot of plot in it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, well, one thing was, um, one of the characters, um, she's actually a friend of mine. And, I saw um, the, the I told, I told her, you yeah. know what, I'm going to put you in a book. And at that point, I had already kind of came up with a character name. So I was just like, well, I feel like maybe she should be telling the story. But then I've already got him started. So I was just like, okay, how can I make this work? But one thing that I definitely do with my stories is I don't plan them out first thing. I just come up with an idea and just write. So, like, the whole, you know, turning over characters and stuff was a completely new thing. One of the characters, yeah, like I said, she's a friend of mine. And so when I told her I was going to put her in a book, she was all excited about it. Yeah, would that be uh, Makia? Yeah. I thought she was a very cool character. Did you base the character in the book? Is she similar to what your friend is like in real life? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Rules of Horror just kind of focuses on how... You know, people like scary things and like there are people who like know the horror plot of a lot of stories. And it's like 
those kind of people just kind of ruin it for everyone else because they just know everything. So it's just like those people who say like, oh yeah, there, there's going there's going to be a killer in the closet, and you know, there's just like, why are you ruining the story for me? <laughs> yeah, and I feel like and I um met her and I like met her and she is kind of like, don't ruin stuff for me, you know. So. I definitely enjoyed um, putting her in the story because it definitely does fit her character. Yeah. For those of you who haven't read the book yet, which you definitely should pick it up, it focuses on a character called Tony who he's kind of this, oh, I love horror. And it seems almost like he has a lot of anxiety and he tries to deal with it by telling himself he knows all the rules and can always know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. There's even a part in the story where um, he's trying to warn his friends about the dangers of certain things. And because he's always so anxious about things, they don't want to listen to him. <laughs> and um, that's just because I remember reading, because reading Goosebumps, it's like there's always this person who like gets made fun of and, you know, get, gets laughed at. So I kind of wanted to reflect on that. Yeah, I felt really bad for Tony because he was kind of the the friend nobody likes in his friend group, right? Yeah. Um, so the people that he's closest to also kind of keep him around to bully him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do any of your characters recur throughout the series? Like, do you have a sequel to The Rules of Horror? No, I don't. But there is another book that um, I've written called The Haunted Cell Phone. <laughs> and I really wrote that book because I was like, you know what? R.L. Stein doesn't have anything about devices like cell phones yeah so i was like i wanted to do something completely out of the blue and um yeah that one has a sequel and basically what happens in that one is well the first one is like this boy who really wants the cell phone has a cell phone just laying out in his backyard after a thunderstorm and when he gets it it kind of starts doing weird things like giving him text messages that uh, warning him about something in the future or, you know, phone calls that like no one answers. So then the sequel comes on and he's going to camp and he starts noticing that this girl is acting weird at camp. And it turns out she's the owner. She's a new owner of the haunted cell phone. Oh, cool. Oh. Nice. I like that. Like kind of a, like in, um, what is it? The, the ring where the curse keeps getting passed along from person to person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something I liked in this one, so it's it's a werewolf story. All these kids go on a end-of-the-semester field trip camping in a forest where another student went missing years before and, uh, we learned, turned into a werewolf. And the werewolf curse kind of gets passed around a bunch. And even though Tony knows all the rules, he can't keep anything from happening. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's like he knows what to expect, definitely. but knowing what to expect doesn't doesn't prevent things from going wrong. Right. Right. Because like in horror movies, that's kind of what happens. It's like people say like, Hey, we don't split up. If we split up and something bad's going to happen, it's like, People just don't listen to that. They're just like, yeah, we're going to split up anyway. Yeah. It's a little bit like life, right? If we watch a horror movie, it seems so obvious. Oh, don't split up. But if somebody like a real friend of yours was saying there's a werewolf, you'd say there's not a werewolf. They're not real. Right. Exactly. So are you a horror fan outside of Goosebumps and obviously your own work? Do you watch horror movies? Yes and no. So like, so I, so I was a Goosebumps fan, but like I couldn't get myself out of Goosebumps because a lot of uh, horror movies include death and k killing and cursing and stuff. And I, and I was just a young person taught like that's all wrong. So I shouldn't be getting into it. But um, let's see, my recent horror movie was, it was called Moms and Dads. 
And it was about how this frequency on radios and computers and stuff causes parents to want to kill their kids. And it was like totally heroic. So like this girl has this little brother. And I guess her parents heard the frequency. And now they want to kill them. So they're trying to survive. And like through this whole entire horror movie, I'm thinking like, what's causing this frequency? And it never explains that. All it does is just have the parents like, hey, you know, guys, we love you, but sometimes we just want to kill you. And I was just <laughs> like, it terrified me. Because then I was thinking like, does my dad want to kill me? Um, I hope he's not watching TV right now. So I really had to tell myself like, it's just a movie. You're not going to have nightmares. Come on, get over it. <laughs> well, and that's something that I think both of us like a lot about horror is it takes things that you might be afraid of in real life, even subconsciously, and then tells a story that you can turn off if you're getting scared, right? It makes it kind of something you can control. Yeah, definitely. My first horror movie was It, you know, with oh. Pennywise and stuff. When I first saw it, I was like a little kid, and I only saw that part where little boy um, got taken by the clown in the sewers. Yeah. After that, I was like, nope, I don't do horror. But then I saw it like a few like a few years ago, and I was like, this movie's not that scary. And it made me wonder, like, what other scary movies are not that scary? So then I started watching the movie Scream mm -hmm. and Scream 2 and stuff, and I was like, you know what? Horror fiction, horror fiction movies are not that bad, you know? <laughs> so... So yeah, I do. I do watch scary movies, but I try to limit it so I don't be like paranoid of going outside and so. Yeah. So you have kind of an R.L. Stein approach where you want it to be play with all these scary ideas, but at the end of the day, it's like it's not about people dying or things like that. It's more just about telling a good story. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I love a good story. So. Your cover design, I've been noticing when you post your books, do you work with a number of different designers or do you illustrate them? So when I first started writing, I was doing it all by myself. So I was doing illustrating by myself. And over the years, I was just like, they're not really as scary as I want them to be. Because, I mean, I'm just, color I'm just coloring. <laughs> so um, I asked my friend from tech school she's an artist and she was doing a few so she did um the ghost of future me a witch's coincidence so she did some of those i use like people from fiverr i think about a few months ago i ran to this guy who does art too and he did a few he did the one starring kyle massey from that's so raven he's yeah. in um story called nobody park and it's kind of a punchline because it's like it's a it's a park full of ghosts so they have nobody <laughs> and um yeah he did some of those and then he called me one day and he was like listen i am very busy i can't do any art so um i moved on to a girl i found on instagram called me woo and she basically redid the art of my old books her latest work is in don't mock a witch she transformed it to a girl looking in a mirror and like turning green and uh, behind her is just like this creepy shadow figure just watching her. That's really exciting when you can find somebody who can put your vision into images like that. Yeah, that's something I've really liked about the horror community is people are so into collaborating and you can build out a universe together and stuff. Yes, definitely. So yeah, I've gone through a few um, artists. In fact, I'm trying to find another illustrator. 
Goosepunks, you heard it here first, or possibly you've also heard it on AJ Hard's uh, Instagram, but you're hearing it here again. He is in the market for uh, Illustrator. Yeah. Yes, uh, definitely. I've also noticed just from following you on social media that you do a lot of reaching out to your readers. Uh, you'll post games or you had the contest, the Monsterify Yourself contest. Do you get a lot of responses with readers? Do you like communicating with them that way? I do. I've I've been doing this for years just because I know people like horror and uh, they just need that ability to feel like you're welcome. Because there are a lot of celebrities who, you know, you can email or you can make a letter to and they don't respond back. So I want to give my fans the feeling that if you want to talk to me, you can. So I um post up different contests and stuff. Like during Christmas, I used to do a certain giveaway where I have like Shiver and Fear merchandise. We don't have any merchandise anymore. But yeah, I used to uh, give those away during Christmas. We still do that, but we do the audiobooks now because we have tons of audiobook code. Do you read your own audiobooks? I actually find another narrator because I know if I read my own stories, I'm going to stutter a lot and I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, what am I saying here? And so I'm just like, I think it'd be better if someone else did that work and I just write the story. Yeah. It is hard to listen to your own work. Whenever I have to read aloud something I've written, or even when I'm editing for our podcast, I'll get really embarrassed listening to myself. I'm like, what am I saying? But that's one thing <laughs> That's one thing I love about podcasting is you can go through and edit the audio and no one has to know if you sounded stupid. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually started a podcast myself. I've only I've only made two because my partner, he he has a child and a girlfriend, and he's just so busy. I got inspired to do a podcast because of you guys. Oh, that's so nice. That's really sweet. What's it about? We're starting off talking about a few horror books of my own, but we're trying to squeeze in like some goosebump stories as well. Cool. That's awesome. What's uh? Do you have a title? It's called Chill Out with Shiver and Fears. Perfect. Nice. Cool. We will be sure to link to it and promote it when it's out. I wanted to ask, like, kind of a general question, if you don't mind. Why do you think children like horror? Well, let me say it like this. So when I was a kid, I was watching stuff like Arthur and, you know, all this kid stuff. And it was, like, uh, always so gushy. It was always like, oh, my parents love me and I learned my lesson and <laughs> I'm going to be a good person. And, and it's just, it's really boring. Yeah, you're so right. It's like a horror fiction kind of puts in an interest and in adventure. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have a semi-related question, which is, what is your favorite Goosebumps book? Oh, okay. My total favorite was Chicken Chicken. No! Really? The reason why I love that book is just because, like, the whole plot was so twisted it was like okay you're turning into a chicken and you're freaking out and you don't know what to do and then like you go up to this witch and you're just like turn me back and it's like the only reason she did this to you was because of the fact that you were just rude and obnoxious <laughs> so yeah i definitely love that one so another kind of general question I had was when you approach writing horror stories or stories for children in general is there things that you are trying to do differently than other people have done when they've approached children's literature or horror literature? Such as R.L. Stein. Yeah. So um, one thing that I try to do is I try to be unpredictable. One story that 
I really tried to twist was an old bite, which is about a boy and he's visiting his grandfather, but he's having trouble remembering why he's there. And it's like, I don't want to give that away too much because like the whole thing is just like twisted and it's like, you have to read more to understand more. But it's like, um, yeah, I tried to do something different. You know, almost everything's been done. So I do stuff like, you know, an old bite or the bus driver of doom, which is actually about a bus driver, not a, not a kid like all the other books are. This new book that I'm working on, which will be published in 2021, is called Invasion of the Dog Snakes. Oh, cool. it's, like, it's like these um, snakes that can transform into dogs, but they have like snake qualities. And oh. so this girl, she wants to bring home a pet. She saves this dog from the, this creepy little pound, and she finds out later that it's a part snake. And then like it has this power to like make you love it. That's such a scary premise, like imagining you brought home a little puppy and it's part snake. It also seems like the experience probably a lot of parents have when they first give birth and they're like, <laughs> this thing, I have to love it, but it's so upsetting. <laughs> it keeps crying. It's pooping everywhere. Like, <laughs> It's interesting, too, that you're trying to give in books for kids perspectives of people who are not necessarily kids. I think that's really interesting. Yes, I want to reach out to as many people as possible. Do you have anything you want to say to our listeners, to potential readers in the audience? I definitely want to say that about the audiobooks, if there's anyone out there who is interested in having an audiobook, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram as Shiver and Fears and just uh, DM me and say that you're interested in getting your first Shiver and Fears book because we have a ton of audiobooks to give away for free. And so that's why we're having all these different contests, all these different giveaways. So, I mean, it's, it's like a charity drive. You have like a bunch of toys, like you got to get rid of them. <laughs> it's generous though to be like here's a free audiobook yeah a good way to hook them so exactly. that they'll <laughs> get into the series <laughs> yes definitely definitely and i just want to say thank you guys so much for like um letting me be a part of your podcast yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on this podcast because it was just really exciting like we're reading these books from our childhood but we also want to be kind of thinking about how children's horror kind of the larger scope of it and like where is it now and like who's writing it and why and stuff like that so we were really excited to get to talk to you about about your experience as an author and also to see how rl stein has inspired so many people to to keep writing their own stories yeah because you know i've seen a thousand posts on instagram where people are dressing up like slappy yeah, yeah! The, the goosebumps inspiration lives on yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> 